Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham, the top of Section 104 at the Orleans Arena, and Scott is back in a very cold nation's capital. Hello, Scott. Sean, hi. I, uh, I've i left the house once in the last two days. I, I've been <laughs> uh, writing to my uh, meteorologist friends, trying to find out exactly how much snow has fallen here at the airport. Uh, from what I can deduce, at least 25 centimeters so far. In the last two days, uh, it's cold. It's minus 21. And I'm really jealous of you being in Las Vegas right now. Well, I mean, my hands are a little chilly. It's kind of cold in here. Oh, a muffin. Yeah. So, um, so we are here. Team World is still celebrating out on the ice. Um, a lot of them. Some of them have retreated back to the locker room area. But they're out there celebrating as the folks here at the Orleans Arena, the TSN crew, dismantle this whole setup here at the Orleans, and Scott, that was uh, quite a Sunday afternoon here in Las Vegas. Uh, Coming into the game, the world team needed one and a half points to clinch it, and uh, it took to the eighth end. Yeah, it took them a combined, what, 22 ends of curling to finally uh, clinch it? Holy cow, we had uh, exchanged a bit on Twitter there. Uh, the bookmakers had it 51 minutes over under, and yeah. boy, whew, it was way over. Uh, you had that right. Holy cow! Yeah. It just seemed like uh, maybe like they were trying to give the fans a bit of a show, you yeah. know, keep it uh, close for a while, and then it got to the point where they had done that lo- so long, they were like, "Oh shoot, I have no <laughs> idea." Uh, then they got really nervous. Yeah, well, so actually, I, I I talked to Eve Muirhead after the game in the scrum, and that's what she said. Like, we were just doing it for the fans. Uh, you know, we had yeah. it all along. You just got to give the people something to uh, <laughs> something to stick around for. And, and it, it's kind of true, but, you know, the, the strategy really changed. And you saw that the, the TV game was Nicholas uh, Adin against Brad Gushu in that mixed format. And you saw it with Nick Adin in the first couple ends where mm-hmm. he didn't want the, to give up the hammer. So... He was playing really aggressively, going for the points to get the two. Eventually, he sort of had to draw for one. I guess he could have pitched it through to give up another point. I think it was the third or fourth end. But you, you saw that they were playing a lot more aggressively in those situations. And, and sort of from my perspective, sitting on the bench there, that in a if this was a normal points game, you would have said that Nicholas Adin was chasing the whole time. Mm-hmm. But in the skins format... He was one shot away from winning these ends. Like he always had a catcher, and he was running stuff back. Yes, but he was in those positions because he was playing for those miracle runbacks. Use that catcher. And actually, I think after the the first end, Brad Gushu turned to Jeff Stoughton and said, "He's going to do that all day," which he did. Right, and and Gushu knowing that allowed him to play some shots that he probably wouldn't have otherwise. The other thing was. I, I didn't feel that Brad Gushu had as much confidence in Sarah Anderson as he would have had in Mark Nichols, nor did he have as much confidence in where to put the broom for her, you know, in himself. Yeah, calling I think that's her a bigger issue than having faith in her as a player. It's sort of not knowing where her strengths lie necessarily and how to ice her. But there were some shots where you would think, you know, if they had the hammer and it was like, oh, obviously play a run back, and they didn't because 
she's not Mark Nichols playing the run back, you know? Right. So yeah. it was an interesting uh, dynamic there uh, in that game. Uh, overall made for a really fun ending, and it seemed like everybody on Team North America, you know, they were fine. They, they kind of realized, oh, this was going to happen, and they were just kind of proud to have made it close. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, fun game all around. Uh, fun evening there, and the crowd finally got something, albeit on the last day. Yeah, but the crowd did get into it slowly but surely. You could sort of sense the creeping optimism. You know, everyone came in. It wasn't really all that loud. There wasn't a lot of juice in the arena. But once you get to the third, fourth end, it really did start to pick up. And it felt, it did feel like North America was going to win. Now, I, the eighth end, I know they on TSN they started to show the other games a little bit once you got to skip rocks mm-hmm. but if Eve hadn't made that shot Nick Dean was in great shape and Bruce Mowat on the other side was in great shape too so North America you know they're going uphill all day certainly but that last end those eighth ends the team world did have good setups across the board so it would have been really tough there and uh, but Eve makes that shot after Rachel doesn't quite curl enough on her last draw and then it's sort of that nice five-second delay where nobody knows if it's gone far enough or not. And, and Eve is sort of standing there, palms in the air, not really knowing yeah. what to do. It was, uh, uh, And then Emma Miskew, of course, concedes. But it, it was it was a really exciting moment there. I, I, not quite as exciting, I think, as I think it was 2016 here where John Morris made the in-off right after Kevin Cooey had barely missed the long run to mm-hmm. win for the North American side, but pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. And uh, it, I'm thinking again about a last year's event, too, where it was just sort of like, oh, uh, okay, this is happening now. And <laughs> I, I believe it was World that was losing uh, last year, and, and you had called it. You sort of said, oh, yeah, it's going to come down to a to a tie, like 30-30s yeah. in play. And yeah. that's sort of what I, what the feeling was, well, in my living room anyway. Yeah. Uh, tonight, until it was twenty nine and a half, and then you knew, okay, like mathematically they couldn't get it. And I will say yeah. there there was a sigh of relief from everyone from TSN <laughs> to the officials when it was no longer mathematically possible for there to be a tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, nothing uh, good about that uh, confusion. No, so so overall, really well played games. I, you know, Bruce Mowat struggled a little bit over there on sheet C. He was legitimately chasing a lot. You know, where where with Nicholas Adine, you felt like he was setting this up intentionally to have these sort of hero shots. Bruce Mowat and that team uh, just struggled. Yeah, which is bit. which is strange, Sean, because they played really really well all weekend. I believe that uh, they were the best team in the event, yes. and uh, like. If we rewind back a bit to this afternoon for me, this morning for you guys out there, uh, boy, boy, uh, Jennifer Jones played like garbage, eh? Hot garbage. And, and like, it's kind of funny. Whole Tom Brady flea flicker. Oh my goodness. What's going on here? Oh, sorry. This, uh, this overtime football game is really, yes. And it's on here in the Orleans arena. They put it on for the crew that is dismantling the setup here. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so, so Jennifer Jones was was terrible. Alina Pats was somehow worse. Uh, she, I mean, she, you say that Jennifer Jones won the game, of course, right? Like, 
Yeah, she, she wins threw, three to two. She threw fifty four percent and had a draw to the button for <laughs> two extra points and and missed the house, Sean. She she missed the rings. That's insane. Yeah, Alina Pat fifty two percent actually. Fi- okay, fifty two. Alina Pat's I think thirty three. Thirty-three percent. She threw sixteen shots and she got twenty-one points. It's insane, right? Isn't that yes. like that's so 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 terrible? I can't believe how bad that is. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was really hard to watch. And the thing that frustrated me the most about watching this morning is having to watch Anna Hasselberg play third stones. Anna Hasselberg and Jamie Sinclair. World-class skips throw third rocks, while Mark Nichols and Oscar Erickson uh, throw fourth rocks, which they don't ever do anymore. So, like, right. I mean, come on, figure it out, uh, curling Canada. This the, let the women skip. If they're skips, they should skip. I said to you uh, in a message today, this event, this whole event is made up. So why do they have to stick to this format of mixed being uh, man, woman, man, woman? Or women, man, woman, man. Like the whole thing's made up. Just, yeah. just make it open. Who cares? No, you're absolutely right. Now I asked around about that, mm-hmm. uh, and and nobody really went on the record with me. But the sense from a bunch of people was that in the skins format, with so many rocks in play, the teams want in the skip position. I thought it was about second and being able to throw hard at the second position. But in skins, that doesn't really come down. Or it doesn't matter as much because you're not throwing as many peels and stuff. But it was more at the skip position. The feeling was you want people who can throw it as hard as possible. And that's why they had the guys do it. I completely agree with you. It makes no sense to me to take four players and have them play positions that they don't normally play. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is just silly to me because then you're also doing it in the uh, on the other side where you have Jeff Walker now who's going to play second. Yeah, and, and it just like, didn't make any sense. It it seems to me like you're you're just saying that the women are not as good as the men, yeah. which yeah. It really the irks Patriots me. go in here and the uh, the crowd goes wild. Is who are watching it? Is it over now? Yes. Oh, jeez. If, if I'm, I'm spoiling it, there's no. I, I guess there's more of a delay for you, but yes, they just scored oh, a touchdown I'm here in the Orleans goal. Arena. And uh, remarkably, Scott, the breakdown appears to be going much faster than it was about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> oh boy well uh yeah this uh, oh man uh tom brady what the hell i yeah. i hate him but i respect him Jeez. well there you go um, yeah so anyway I, that really bugged me about uh the games this afternoon uh other than you know jennifer jones playing like garbage rachel holman played pretty well tonight but had a overall pretty bad weekend seems like if that ice isn't perfect uh the canadian teams in particular seem to struggle yeah, for sure. And uh, well, the other thing, I mean, so John Schuster, like, I don't know how much status Peter DeCruz has with mm. whatever airline he flies with, but I hope he has a lot because he's going to have to check an extra bag uh, with John <laughs> Schuster in it because, like, he he, he owns just him. owns. Oh my goodness, that was an absolute route this morning, and he played him twice yesterday, and he demolished him in the afternoon. They mm-hmm. lost the game last night on a bit of a miracle shot, but I mean Peter DeCruz, like twice in 24 hours, crushed John Schuster. Yeah, yeah, poor John Schuster. Uh, you know, it seemed like he just he didn't have his release right. I don't think this weekend he said he was sliding a bit narrow. So yeah, tough goal for him. And uh, and you're right, he is gonna 
De Cruz is going to have to check an extra bag. I like yes. that. <laughs> um, so uh, overall, uh, an eventful day. I, honestly, I thought when we got to 29 this morning, I thought we'd be done in uh, an, I, I, an hour. I really thought you know the North American team could keep it conservative for a bit, but they wouldn't be able to stay, sustain it. Good on them. TSN, I'm sure, was happy about that mm-hmm. uh, to get a full two and a half hours of coverage out of it. Curling Canada, I think, was happy. The USA Curling. Um, the crowd, certainly. The crowd was dead all weekend in here. Uh, last night was okay when Team North America swept yeah. and they got the six points to bring it back within you know, spitting distance. Yeah. And then today it got pretty loud in here. But overall, a pretty subdued crowd and a smaller crowd than normal, Scott. We have seen a bunch of events in Vegas now. And they're not coming back here next year for the Continental Cup. It's it's not going to be in the U.S. That's been they confirmed? Yeah, uh, USA Curling confirmed that with me yesterday, that it will not be in the United States next year. I don't think Curling Canada has announced where it will be, but we won't be back here next year for it. Uh, and I would be surprised if we come back here in 2021, to be honest. Like, it's... It seems as though it reached a saturation point here, and the Canadian dollar isn't as strong as it was when they started doing it either. Mm. And the people who were here, they they seemed to have a good time, but it was definitely a lighter crowd, empty seats, which we hadn't seen in the past, or at least as many empty seats. And it, it seems like it might be time for a break from Vegas. Yeah, Sean, I uh, they have done that in the past where they took a year off in 2015, I believe. I uh, came back for 16 and 17, and then last year with the Olympics and the world championship being in Las Vegas, didn't go back. So uh, I can see at least one year break. Uh, we'll see if they keep uh, inviting the U S team to come next year. I know there was one year where it was only Canadian teams when it was played up North. Yeah. Um, but uh, too bad for us. Not no trip to Vegas on the horizon next, uh, next January, but no, don't, uh, don't think so. That, oh, that's okay. How is the poolside, uh, poolside patch now? I know January is a little chilly. Most pools yes. are closed. Uh, yep. did you have a chance to go visit that? Yeah. So visited yesterday. The women's, all 12 women's teams did an autograph signing yesterday afternoon. And there was two people in the pool, uh, two, uh, small children, Mm-hmm. Who braved it out, toughed it out to go in the pool? It was it was, it was chilly. The the problem with the, that particular pool area at the Orleans Hotel is that during the day it doesn't get a lot of sun. Yeah, the north, summer is summer is great. North side of the building, right? So it's, yeah, a, little, it's so, a little shady. Little shady out there, so it was a little chilly. But and they didn't have the patch out there af, in the afternoon. It was only during the day the normal patch in the ballroom they use that mm-hmm. as they typically do so it was fine it, it was good and uh, i think the players seem to enjoy it certainly not to the extent that we saw with the event in april that was here where everything was outside and mm-hmm. everyone was could go swimming and all that but you know, i think they made a really good use of the space as they normally do this is a wonderful facility to have a curling event even if it wasn't gambling just this is the setup you want it, the arena i think is an appropriate size mm-hmm. there's space for the patch and other activities if you took the gambling out of it there's still a bunch of restaurants there's bowling there's a kitty arcade area there's a lot of activities without mm-hmm. the gambling to sustain you so this is the type of setup that you would love to see independent of 
the city where it is. So it's it's a great spot to be. Yeah, Sean, uh, I remember having a lot of fun when I went down there. So hopefully they'll go back one day. Um, yeah. Oh, they definitely will. They, like Las Vegas is in the rotation. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I just think they're going to have to be more judicious about the frequency with which yeah. they come down here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you made a good point about the Canadian dollar and all that, and that's uh, part of the reason that I'm up here in the freezing cold. So yeah, and, and political. Like, like let's sort of be honest sure. about that too. There are people, given the political climate down here, who just won't come. And if that resolves itself one way or the other uh, in a couple of years, who knows? But you know that I think plays into it for some people. I, I don't think you know the the crowd was down you know fifteen hundred per draw this week because of that but no no i think there's it it, it all of these things add up yeah, yeah ab- absolutely absolutely and we won't uh, we won't go any further than that so no there's that's enough to talk about politics so um so yeah overall i think a successful week congratulations to team north america for a furious sunday afternoon comeback and definitely congratulations to team world yeah team world hoisting their first continental cup uh, since 2012 so yeah. good on them and uh yeah we'll see what happens next year wherever it happens to be yeah so what we're gonna do scott i haven't told you this but we're gonna do this i've uh, put together some audio from this week from around the arena from the patch from other places and later this week i'll edit all that together we'll do sort of a special here's what happened in vegas sort of behind the scenes what it's like to be here uh, similar to what we did in knoxville Great. So we got all that audio, and, and we'll cut that together. So look for that later this week, maybe over the weekend. So Sean, we'll call it What Happens in Vegas Does Not Stay in Vegas. Right. What Happens in Vegas Stays on the Game of Stones podcast. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. So there was a couple other things that happened in the world of curling, Sean, while you were uh, down there gallivanting in the sun that I just wanted to bring up real quick. All right. Let's go through that. Do the little news segment. Yeah, we'll do a brief news segment. We have uh, champions out of Quebec. Uh, The Tankard and the Scotties were played this weekend, and we have uh, Martin Cret advancing on the men's side. The goat meme lives for another year. <laughs> Loving it. They they beat uh, Michelle Michael Fournier there in the final in an extra end actually uh, eight to seven. Um, Martin Cred of course taking over as the skip from uh, Jean Michel Menard uh, with mostly the same team. Uh, Philippe Lemay has uh, slotted in there at third. Yes. So uh, good on for Martin Cret and on the ladies side. Um, I, I'm looking here, and we had uh, Emily Amelia Gagne, uh, last year's representative, losing in ten ends to uh, Gabrielle Lavoie, uh, six to five. So good on it for them. Um, I'm not going to claim to know that much about uh, uh, either team, but it seems like they're both still juniors, as they played in a junior event <laughs> not too long ago. Well so, deduced. Yeah, so two uh, two junior teams that are playing in the finals and uh, advancing to the nationals, and, and congratulations to both of them. We also had uh, USA Curling Junior Nationals, uh, where Kate Flannery, not Kate Flannery uh, of the Office fame, but uh, <laughs> but another Kate Flannery beat Anne Marie Duberstein uh, in the women's final, uh, and Duberstein, as you know. Sean, I always think of Danny Duberstein from yes, with the uh, Groats disease. <laughs> Groats disease from yes, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, so good stuff there. And Andrew Stapera, 
on the men's side, defeating Skylar Sluicer. So uh, congratulations to both of them going to the Worlds for World Juniors. Yes. At, at the same time as USA Nationals happened, the Canadian Junior Nationals are underway in Prince Albert. So after the first weekend, uh, pool play is going on. Um, it seems like, you know, just two, three games so far. But we see Sarah Daniels and Caitlin Jones at the top of pool A. Uh, in the women's side, we see on the men's side, we see the Quebec team. Uh, uh, Sarah England is there as well. So, uh, you know, the Quebec team, of course, that won this wasn't playing in the Scotties with the other junior teams. Right, so. right. And, you know, and one of the things too, like, like you think you look at this field. I mean, Sarah England, of course, is a, a really cool story. Sandra Schmerler's daughter, mm-hmm. and you also have like on the men's side, you have Tyler Tardy, who's won three of these. Yeah, and you also have Tanner Horgan. And I gotta say, it feels like Tanner Horgan has been at this thing for ten years. Like he's he's always there representing Northern Ontario, and it's it's hard to believe that you have regulars at the juniors. Mm-hmm. So but, you know, uh, you just see the domination of these guys. In fact, you do, and and uh, we saw at the Continental Cup there the two winningest skips in junior curling history on the men's side, at least, are uh, Brett Gallant and Brad Gushu. Yes, playing now actually, on the same team. And they actually showed uh, in one of the promos, they showed Brett Gallant from when he won, and he had the big curly hair uh, at yes. the back of his PEI hat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that got a big reaction from the crowd. Yeah, I, I did see that. And then uh, they talked to Caitlin Laws right after, and she said, oh, I think I looked better than Brett did back then. <laughs> Sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as you mentioned there on the men's side, yeah, uh, the usual suspects, Tyler Tardy and uh, um, Tanner Horgan. But what I wanted to bring up was – Yesterday, between the game between Alberta and Ontario, I actually went to 12 ends, Sean. 12 yes, ends. Yeah, I, so I saw this on Twitter, but I didn't investigate. How did that happen? So a rollout on a hit is what I'm assuming. That's exactly what happened. Uh, as the guys talked about, they sort of put their last rock in a place where uh, they knew that uh, Desmond Young was going to hit. And yeah, on his outturn, I think, got a little wide and rolled out. And then they ended up stealing in that uh, 12th end for the win. So good on Team Ontario for uh, employing some uh, psychological tactics. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, you don't see that very often. Yeah, no, so that was kind of cool. But uh, like you said, uh, usual suspects there at the top of the pools. Um, we have uh, Kleider, uh, who played in the, uh, yeah. the Grand Slam there. Also yep. at at three and zero right now, so something to watch, and we'll see, of course, the championships next weekend. Yes, which is so, always fun because you get uh, usually it's the Muj, although Muj is on TV on uh, Canadians TV now, so uh, mm-hmm. we'll see who they get, and we get um, uh, on the the color we get. Uh, why do I always forget her name? Who played uh, last year with Holly Duncan? Yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie LeDrew. LeDrew, which is always yeah. cool to hear her. She's really good. So. Definitely yeah, a, yeah, a treat. Really like her uh, on the call for sure. So the last event, Sean, I'm going to talk about that's going on right now is this world qualification event in uh, New Zealand. Yeah. So this is the last chance for teams, of course, to qualify for the world championships this year, both on the men's and women's side. Uh, there's eight teams um, on on each side. On the women's side, the playoff picture has become pretty clear right now. Uh, we have Finland, who's already qualified at 5-0. and oh. Uh, China's at four and one, and Hungary at four and one. 
Uh, below okay. that, we have Brazil, Estonia, Hong Kong, Poland, and New Zealand, who are all below 500 right now. So uh, it would take some work, but I believe Hungary holds the tiebreaker over Brazil. So uh, I don't think there will be any tiebreakers there. Those th- top three should make the playoffs. Men's side, we've got a pretty even split between the top four and the bottom four. So one of these teams is going to be in tough. We've got England undefeated, Korea undefeated, New Zealand at 4-1, and one, and the Netherlands at 3-1. and one. Uh, I apologize if there's games going on still, but uh, this is what I'm this is what I'm looking at. So uh, below that, Poland, Denmark, Australia, and Brazil are pretty much out of it. Uh, and it'll be a battle between those four teams to see who will make the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, is it two teams that are going through to will make the world championship out of this? I believe so, but uh, don't okay. quote me on that. All right. Um, at least one. Yes. Uh, well, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't have the event. <laughs> It'd be silly to have this... Uh, additional qualifier uh so yeah so that's going on and uh yeah some some you know it's it's cool that they're doing this and it's getting some attention on twitter at least mm-hmm. that we've seen here this week and and you know play uh, it's crappy that where it is just geographically and that some teams weren't able to go because of that and that the added expense but you know that it gets some attention hopefully it'll get some funding for these teams and you know the more that we can do to grow the game around the world the better it's going to be yeah for sure sean for sure and and it's just like an extra fun thing to do so follow the hashtag wqe 2019 for a world qualification event very good so uh so yeah so keep up with that and scott the maintenance people i'm in section 104 they are now entering section 105 so So, you gotta uh, get to getting yeah, so we're going to have to sign off here shortly. But any other takeaways, Scott, from this week, uh, whether the Continental Cup or just uh, any of those other events you talked about? Sean, it was, it was pretty fun following curling all weekend. Uh, i got to admit, it was a good weekend to do it, to stay inside here. Uh, you might yes. hear my, my furnace is kicked on. Oh, I, no. uh, I try not to uh, not to keep it too, too warm in here, but holy cow, this weekend's uh, <laughs> a, real, a real bear. Uh, I want to say the football games today were both pretty exciting. So I was watching football and curling both at the same time. I got a couple screens going. And, uh, Sean, I'm stoked, and I'm ready to get back into getting on the ice tomorrow night uh, with our with our uh, Monday Open team. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hopefully everything works out for me to get back home and to, to participate in that. And, uh, you know, it's on WestJet at this point. So. It's all on that. <laughs> it's all on WestJet. So, uh, so thanks everybody for listening as always, and thanks for those of you who followed along with the live blog yesterday. I was here all day. Yeah, Sean, in the it was, Orleans it was great. Arena. Uh, thank you, and uh, I did a bunch of stuff on the Instagram too. Uh, one of my favorites. There is an ad here for the buffet <laughs> at the Orleans Hotel that is the weirdest ad I have ever seen. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Uh, Game of at Game of Stones Pod on Instagram and on Twitter as well. The live blog GameofStonesPod.com, which we launched yesterday, and we'll continue to flush that out this week uh, to make it a little fuller with more content than what it is. But if you go to GameofStonesPod.com, click on news and my live blog, everything I did yesterday is there. And I was here for about 12 hours. Didn't get as punch drunk as I normally do uh, from just watching curling all day. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- I think I did okay in terms of some snark, but not going over the line. Yeah, Sean, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> there were some good ones like uh, analytics and uh, <laughs> yes. so, uh, the, 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 
buffet just really cracked me up <laughs> it's hilarious it's 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 amazing so uh so definitely check it out follow scott on twitter at scott likes tv also on instagram i'm at dr shawnee fever on twitter if you want to get in touch with the show it's game of stones podcast at gmail.com so keep your eyes peeled for our episode putting together all the audio that we got from this week later in the week and we'll be back with another conversation show maybe after the juniors next weekend yeah and we'll be able to recap the uh, rito men's spiel too sean yeah so uh, everybody root for team heidzy Rito men's spiel uh, next weekend so uh and and the the folks out in montana next week is that outdoor spiel oh. as well so good luck to everybody out there i believe that's idaho but sure. idaho excuse me my yeah i'm my apologies um so uh, good luck to everybody out there at the outdoor spiel as well and certainly send along a report as to how that goes yeah i'd love to hear it all right so thanks again everybody we'll be back with you later in the week until then keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern <laughs>